Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Exo Challenge's lack of loot. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or really anywhere you can look up podcasts, just look for SNTR Presents. You can also catch me live. I may be live right now. Monday through Friday, I'm streaming on YouTube. Go to SNTRlive.com to watch me live. Uh, all of my shows, including The Mando Show, Marvel Rewind, Repeat Theater, Rageous Roundtable, all those shows, you can go to SNTRnetwork.com. Bookmark it. It'll tell you when everything is happening throughout the week. So I wanted to talk about this because the exo challenges were an anticipated thing. We kind of knew they were coming from the data mines and from things that we were, you know, knew were going to be happening. And it happened basically after the deep zone crypt had been beaten. When the deep zone crypt got beat uh, in destiny Two beyond light, the lament exotic sword showed up as well as exo challenges and then the rotating eclipse zones on Europa. You can see in the picture next to me, I have a picture of the Dreaming City because this sort of reminded me of something that the Dreaming City brought. So I want to open up the video by talking about weekly rituals because one of the main criticisms of, of Beyond Light has been a lack of loot and I do think weekly rituals are one of the places they can look to to fill in some of these loot gaps. We've really harped on the lack of loot in some of the main content funnels in Gambit strikes and crucible and they've added weekly rituals with the Europa changes that I think would be also a right place to do it so the Forsaken DLC brought the idea that the public space and the attached content could change and and rotate week to week so if you were not aware the Dreaming City it changed week to week what the curse was uh, the bosses and the enemies changed in the blind well and then the ascendant challenges would change location as well as what the actual challenge was having you do they're actually really cool environments if you remember the ascendant challenges my favorite was the one with all the trees and then the infinite super at the end now what they tied those things to blind well and the ascendant challenges all that it was tied to the power pursuit there really was not an intentional or targeted way to get loot on the dreaming city all right keep in mind this was at a time where we had limited amount of powerful drop sources and bad leveling leveling isn't great now it's still a very similar system but it's way better back then leveling was pretty bad all right so it made the weekly ritual of the I put blinding well (laughs) it made the weekly ritual of the blind well and the ascendant challenges for powerful drops almost required it felt like if I'm gonna try to level up I have to do all these things you weren't necessarily running blind well in the ascendant challenges because you wanted to or you loved them they were pretty fun the first couple of times but eventually it became a ritual for powerful pursuit alright leveling now is a whole lot more tolerable leveling got better in shadowkeep and now it's even better than it was in Shadowkeep. I still feel there's elements that need to be looked at, especially once you're in the pinnacle grind, but it makes content loop rituals that are only tied to power feel like a significant lost opportunity. You basically have these ritualistic funnels you can put yourself into now, strikes, crucible gambit and exo challenges and they're only there primarily for a powerful pursuit that you don't feel the need for because leveling happens a lot more automatic as well as those of us that just get close to max power and don't really care because you know the artifact makes up a lot of the difference this i think is really compounded by the fact that one of the major criticisms of beyond light is a lack of loot there's essentially three loot pools there's the loot pool of europa the raid loot pool and then the europa for the wrathborn hunt so weekly rituals i think need to be examined anytime they're going to be put into the game so the question has to be asked 
where is the loot okay something that Bungie I actually want to praise them for I think they've nailed this from from player feedback from year three and they applied this to the Europa content loops legendary lost sectors empire hunts and the raid loot the way the logistics work for raid loot those are all things that we were requesting those are all things that we wanted to see in the game there was a, there's a more intentional way now to get high stat armor specific guns raid guns raid armor all of it is significantly more intentional and player agency have has gone up significantly so they nailed that with Europa so I don't want to act like everything's bad with respect to loot however this actually this 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 good thing this positive makes the content that lacks loot stand out even more especially after what amounts to a $50 expansion only having the same weapon additions close to the seasons from year 3 so season of dawn added you know mid 20s you know 20 something weapons and we got roughly like 31 in beyond light beyond light plus season of the hunt if you want to hit that 30 weapon count it costs you $50 to get everything for this expansion and the weapon quantitative ad is similar to a season from year three. And I think that's what's making this stand out. It's like, man, you guys nail loot intentionality, player agency, targeted farms, all these great things, which, as I said, legendary lost sectors, empire hunts, the raid loot logistics, but then exo challenges land and it just doesn't really make sense. Content depth and loot depth are both improving. We, we, we should be praising the fact that there is difficulty settings for empire hunts. And, and loot depth within the raid gear with new perks and a great new way to pursue that loot. So content depth and loot depth is actually improving. So we don't want to act like this is a this is a front burner sky is falling issue. But what it means is content loops and playlists need to be given more than just powerful pursuits and triumphs. You know, if if you're gonna add a content loop, if you're gonna if you're gonna even remotely update strikes, crucible gambit or add something ritual like this it needs to be tied to more than just a powerful pursuit because powerful pursuits are not actually all that interesting and again whenever they introduce the idea of blind well ascendant challenges and all the things that happened on the dreaming city that again was at a time when when leveling was so bad it felt like a requirement i don't ever remember running ascendant challenges in blind well in weeks two three and four because i really really wanted to so this drives me to another element of this discussion seasonal format that we're in now versus the DLC format of old where there were significant droughts and times in between when they would add new content to the game. The seasonal format has been criticized by some, but it needs to be seen as a departure from the amount of loot needed in DLCs like Rise of Iron and the Taken King. Okay, They had that last almost a year. So I think a lot of times people get confused. Maybe not confused. I don't want to sound condescending. I think a lot of times people make what I think is a false equivalency. They look at the Taken King or Rise of Iron and they say, look how much loot they added. And I say, okay, sure. Add it all up and then you gotta space that out that loot they added in taken king had to last you for 10 months all right if we're gonna look at the expansion plus the three seasons so there's four content deliveries for an entire year beyond light and then the three following seasons that's gonna land in approximately 100 to 120 weapons 100 plus weapons for the year simply spread out instead of getting it all at once right the hope would be they use those 100 plus weapons to fill in archetypes or vacancies or things of that nature like weapon 
archetypes and you know combinations that you can't presently get we would hope to see those added but you have to see we're in a different era of destiny now instead of saying here is one expansion with a hundred some weapons hopefully this lasts you for 10 months instead what bungie's doing is they're going more piecemeal now i know somebody's going to do a price comparison breakdown there and say but in the taken king i spent 40 i spent 50 on beyond light and i feel like i'm getting less there's a handful of things contributing to that bandwidth differences at the company the differences in cost of development and the inflation that video games haven't even remotely filed as a price point whether you buy a dvd or an album or any other form of digital entertainment video games are lagging behind in their price point so there's a there's a variety of issues there that you would say we might be getting quantitatively less weapons in the beyond light expansion however you got a story, a campaign, new subclasses, and a new destination, and a raid. That's generally the big points they hit for an expansion. So even in the new format of content delivery, I still want to push back a little bit on Bungie and say that weekly loops and weekly rituals and core activity funnels, they actually need more than just the power pursuit. They need loot added to them. They need loot agency. The one weapon for Crucible Gambit and and uh, Crucible Gambit and Vanguard, it's a, it's a it's a pulse rifle for crucible and a grenade launcher for gambit and that shotgun for strikes that's simply not enough and there's zero player agency to get them anyway it just to me it feels like wasted capital and wasted effort to not capstone content loops with loot pursuits it doesn't seem to make any sense to spend time making these exo challenges but then not actually putting loot in there it's like you didn't really go the distance i actually enjoy the exo challenges they're unique they're fun they're their own environment similar to the way that like ascendant challenges were unique and fun in their own environment but without loot attached specific loot an actual loot pool it feels like you did 80% effort and need to do another 10 to 20% effort to add a couple loot drops in there. I don't know, one drop per thing. So every boss or every every ascendant, uh, I'm sorry, every exo challenge has its own individual drop. You know, let me three guns. That'd have been something. That'd have been something. And I really do think they've got to consider that going forward. Anytime they're looking at the actual core activity lists like Crucible and Strikes and Gambit, or if they're adding a main repetitious ritual funnel like exo challenges, you got to add loot. It doesn't make sense if you don't. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're in the live audience, stay put. Don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this recording, as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that follow my talk about Exo Challenges not having loot. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms where you can find SNTR Presents, you can always watch me live Monday through Friday. I might be live right now. Go to SNTRlive.com. Make sure also to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. So many new features getting added there. A lot of new shows and even subscription packages hoping to come in January. So be sure to keep your eyes on SNTRnetwork.com. Now, before I jump into the questions, in between the recording of my 10-minute video and the recording of this Q&A session, Joe Blackburn, the assistant game director, basically came out with a blog post, too long didn't read, hey, there wasn't enough loot in Beyond Light, here's all the ways we're going to be adding loot in the coming seasons and Witch Queen and beyond. So... I will be covering all of that this week. We got to talk about transmog. We got to talk about adept weapons coming uh, to nightfalls. We got to talk about the seasons, you know, the the appearance updates, all of it. We got a lot of things to talk about this week that I'll be pulling from his from his uh, from his post. Okay, so 
I, I can't cover it now, obviously. We're in the middle of a show and an episode, and I've got questions submitted already. Some of these questions may be about the Joe Blackburn blog post. So just keep that in mind. You're like, where is all this coming from? This happens all the time. We highlight something that needs to change, and then Bungie puts out a blog post addressing specifically everything we've been talking about. So (laughs) we've literally been talking about everything addressed in his blog post, so we're very excited to cover that this week. First question from Torchwood. Should there have been more than three EXO challenges, they were pretty easy and felt more like a public event than anything else. I actually really, really like the one where you had to like keep them off the platforms and use the boxes for stun or whatever. I liked that whenever we were, whenever I was by myself. Um, so the you know I I I was I was pleased with how it felt, but. It kind of fell into that ritualistic category that Ascendant Challenges fell into. I'm only really doing it for the powerful pursuit, and that I don't think is good enough. And again, this has been addressed by Joe Blackburn. Like they're they're admitting that like ritualistic content needs to have loot in it, um, and that was a problem that I highlighted uh, with the Dreaming City. The Dreaming City added all this ritual, right? Blind well, the ascendant challenges, the bounties with Petra, and none of it was for directional loot targeting. It was basically for power. And and as I said in my talk, that was at a time when power was really really frustrating and so you needed to you needed to really lean on those activities to hit uh the the increase uh in in your power. So I don't necessarily know if the issue here is quantity. Oh, should there have been more challenges? Should they have made them harder? Um, you know, or or is it just as simple as there 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 should be a loot drop in each of the three, like one gun per three? Um, I I would say, I would say that that's really that's really where to me I think they missed you know quantity and challenge isn't needed everywhere ascendant challenges were fun and challenging in their own way these exo challenges are fun and challenging in their own way and then it becomes a ritual and you know what to do and where to stand and what the best loadout is and that's why they need that loot driver because eventually it just becomes a it, you're, you're gonna do it right because you need it but then eventually you're like what's the point why bother not everything needs to be high in quantity and not everything needs to be high in difficulty i think it's fine to have these these low level things like this you know empire hunts there's three there's three exo challenges bungie likes the numbers three six and seven so you know i'm actually i'm actually fine with it i i don't i don't necessarily think they needed to go uh the distance with respect to you know giving uh i don't know giving us more uh, Magic Sword has new music out. Well, if Magic Sword would whitelist all their dadgum music on YouTube, I would use it and promote their stuff again, but I just kept losing monetization on every video I played their music in. Uh, Cataclysmic. Do you think that they should do the Exo Challenges like past season and let you pick a weapon on completion? Either let me pick a weapon on completion or have each challenge have its own drop right so one week you know oh this is the one with the boxes and the stunning or blah 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 there's a gun for this and you know you would you would hit the ground in each one i don't mind rhythmic urgency i know a lot of people are not a fan of rhythmic you know urgency where they would say uh 
oh, I, if I want such and such gun, I have to wait two weeks to get it. You know, I get that. I get people not liking that. You know, if you don't want the other two guns, you know, and you got to wait for the right exo challenge, I could see that being a problem. Um, you, you know, maybe what they could consider doing is each each exo challenge has its own weapon, and you can pick which challenge you feel like doing. But there's a weekly featured one that drops the powerful or something. There's a variety of ways that they could have approached this. I think the way that they approached it was, in my opinion, just way too similar to the ritualistic power grind of the Dreaming City, as opposed to the new loot logistics that they have for the raid, Empire Hunts, and Wrathborn Hunts. They're giving you that agency and that targeted farm, and when something comes in and has no loot, and has no targeted farm, it ends up feeling kind of pointless. It feels out of place in the game now. The quality of life and where things landed, um, I just think that the game itself has created a a standard that when other content's not at that standard it it kind of it kind of falls i think it kind of kind of falls short so hitman lono does it feel sometimes like bungie is banking more on our addiction rather than fixing some of the glaring loot issues that we've been wanting since day one why as you said do they seem not to go the extra mile like building a deck and then not putting the patio furniture on it yeah that was the analogy i used why i said railing your analogy is better actually it's 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 more clear that the deck is built and then you put the furniture on it they build the deck and then they don't put any furniture on it like they build the content and they put any freaking loot in it um we have an answer to your question from joe blackburn okay we have an answer to your question joe blackburn said they are allocating more staff to the rewards team because they can't create enough rewards for us they're admitting there weren't enough rewards in this expansion and they want to increase how uh how much loot they put in the game regularly and they're allocating more staff so that that's two things that i think should be encouraging number one having the transparency and the candor to say yeah we, we didn't put enough loot in beyond light yeah, that that's that's a problem, especially in light of sunsetting. And then to say, secondly, we're allocating more staff to this. We're making it such a high level of priority that we're actually either hiring or restructuring staff to ensure we can deliver more loot. And I think that is huge. That's huge. I actually think the sunsetting pushed for this more than if we didn't get sunsetting so i'm not saying that we suddenly need to to run to the enemy and hug it because a lot of you hate sunsetting but sunsetting really highlighted the fact that there there is a major loot vacancy to the point that even people like me who were pro sunsetting really highlighted the lack of loot in this season in this expansion because they sunset so much and they added so little so sunsetting is actually putting pressure on them to add more loot so this is the scenario you wanted right sunsetting stinks for a lot of people in their mind but if it's putting pressure on bungie to allocate staff and increase rewards in seasons and expansions that's actually good for you if they wouldn't have done sunsetting they likely still would have been afraid of loot pool bloating and they would have been adding 20 to 30 weapons every expansion and season and a lot of people would have been less aware of it because you'd be fine just to continue using your old gear like when I all of a sudden realized I couldn't use Wendigo right but me realizing that highlights the lack of loot and 
they're they're putting themselves into a position where now they got to kind of put up or shut up it's like you guys sunset so much gear and now you're promising more loot well you better freaking deliver you better reallocate staff or people are going to just basically uh, get get bored and uh, and walk away um so you know we it's the same old song and dance with Bungie. we go through this every single expansion it's not loot it's something else always something i think what you're saying is 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 i i think unfair shadow keep made a bunch of improvements to the game with armor 2.0 bringing bounties to the game that we asked for and bringing increased levels of loot intentionality and smoothing out uh, leveling and adding the artifact and then this year in beyond light they increased loot intentionality targeted farming and loot and, and, and player agency as well as making leveling even more smooth than it used used to be you know smoothing those rough edges and in the process of doing this one of the shortcomings was exposed not enough loot they're looking to answer that in the very next season like they're they're answering that feedback and that criticism within one season of you of of us uttering it that's significantly better than the speed of feedback in year three and I, I am, I am in by no means acting like they're off the hook here, and like they didn't make mistakes. But what you're basically saying is, every season, every expansion, there is something that doesn't quite land right. And I would say, yeah, that's that's generally the way the world works. Like no game lands, you know, perfectly, and no game lands with zero flaws, except for I don't know, Jedi Fallen Order felt almost perfect to me, but there was no new game plus. That all came later. There were some. I, I still think there might have been some. You know, some flaws and some rough edges, but most most games like this don't, most expansions like this don't land without their issues. You know? Rain the Dark. How do you feel about the lack of stasis weapons other than the exotic? Personally, I'm very disappointed with the lack of the new element being added to guns, and I'm wondering if you think that maybe stasis weapons will be added in the future. This is something I don't really understand what their plan is, okay? Let's imagine two possibilities. Well, yeah, yeah, well, three. Three possibilities. Number one, Stasis is the only dark subclass they ever add. That's not going to happen, but let's just imagine that's what they do. If Stasis is the only dark subclass they ever add, why are there virtually no weapons with Stasis? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really fit within the way that the game is built, okay? That's not really going to happen. It literally says dark subclass is plural in the UI, and Luke Smith confirmed this is the, quote, first one, all right? So I think our theory that we're going to get a poison subclass in Witch Queen and a blighted subclass in Lightfall, and that's going to come from Eris and the Drifter, I think we're pretty on target. I actually think the necrotic grip thorn combination is the hint that we're getting a poison subclass. And I think the blighted ability and the wither horde is also a hint that there is a blighted subclass coming. Okay. Consider the fact that stasis is on an exotic poisons on an exotic and the blight is on an exotic. They're all on exotics. Okay. So if that is the case to me, it's just going to feel kind of weird to get all the way to Lightfall and to be like, we have Solar Arc and Void abilities and weapons, and we have Stasis, Poison, and Blight abilities and, like, a couple of weapons that do those things. I To me, that will feel dissonant. To me, that will feel odd. I don't know what the way forward is. To be fair, the way forward might be more simple than what we what we think. It might be the way forward is to go backward. Go back to primary, secondary, heavy. Let us change the elements on weapons and let us pick stasis. Like there might be, I don't know. To me, 
I think the way forward is to go back. They might not agree with me, but I, that's what I think. I think the way forward is back, and they've they've overcomplicated the weapon system and painted themselves into a corner, making it difficult to add stasis as an element because there's not enough weapons being added in, in a season or in an expansion to make enough stasis weapons because there's going to be other elemental vacancies. There's going to be vacancies of primaries with solar and arc and void, and, and stasis would um, stasis would clutter that up. I, I don't know. I actually think they need to go to a double primary, primary, secondary heavy system. You should be able to equip two primaries at once in PvE content. So up in the primary slot, I can have two primaries, both with their, you know, elements, and then a secondary like a shotgun and then a heavy weapon. And then at that point, you could have four total elements, um, which would give you the ability to have all the elements right now. And then later on down the line, you could have combinations of the elements. To, I don't know. To me, um, it doesn't it doesn't quite make sense uh, that they're doing this now one of the things they might be doing is that since stasis as someone in chat is pointing out stasis does something to the enemy all right it slows and freezes okay void arc and solar don't do that void arc and solar just pop shields fast so it's possible that in the future when they bring the aspects and fragment system to the other subclasses which i believe they will do they decide to give intrinsic qualities to solar void and arc solar could do a damage burn over time arc could do a stunning and a blinding and void could do an intrinsic suppression if they add an intrinsic effect to the other cl- to the other elements then they'd be well within their right to let you put stasis on weapons and then obviously then it'd be easier to fill in weapon archetypal vacancies because you could say any hand cannon, any auto rifle, pulse rifle can have any of the elements on it. Just make it really expensive, like changing the, um, just like changing the affinity on a, on a piece of armor. It, so to me, I don't know. I, 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 that's a world I could see them, them envisioning any other version of this just seems to me again, it, 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 it just seems dissonant. So we're going to get the Lightfall and either either have only one Dark subclass, which is kind of weird, or we're going to have three Dark subclasses and a smattering of exotics that do Stasis, Poison, and Blight. Like, I, I don't know. It, to, to, to me, that's that's the weirdest tur- turn of events. You have all these energy weapons and all these elemental weapons and none that can do Stasis. And again, I'm guessing that it's Poison and Blight. Um... I don't know. I I feel that uh, there's there's a better way. Uh, there's a better way uh, forward. Yo, Brandon coming in with a tier one membership, taking us to nine new paying members today. Welcome. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Uh, Gilly and Demist. Do you think that if Exo challenges are going to stay as only a powerful pursuit? that the powerful loot that drops should be the Europa weapons. It's a double kick to get world loot pool and a Europa activity as a powerful drop. This would at least be them moving toward us. I don't expect Bungie to whip up weapons out of thin air, but you could at least go in and say, we're going to limit the loot pool of exo challenges to only be Europa armor and Europa guns the same way that the Briggs do. Getting a world drop from there does seem kind of stupid. So I would say 
that could be an easy patch and hotfix that they could push out to say exo challenges we're now going to limit that loot pool to only be europa armor and guns that would be at least you know a, a nudge toward us um and then maybe the armor has a high probability of being high stat or something because you're dealing with rng right there's five pieces you might not even get the piece that you want and then it might not be high stat um I, I definitely think they uh, they could do that. So it's called corruption on thorn. Yeah, but it's called poison on necrotic grips, and necrotic grips actually pairs up with thorn. And they said it was intentional. I actually continue to think it was intentional as a wink and a nod of being like, yeah, that's the next dark subclass, uh, being poison. It'll be green, um, and then blight. You know, blight could be I I don't know, dark gray. Or, or something um, so yeah uh, Alex Mike I think um, says what are your thoughts on these new raid perks coming to new guns in future seasons or do you believe that they should only stay on the Deepstone Crypt weapons and be vaulted when the guns are vaulted um, wait they didn't say they're doing that in the blog post did he Joe Blackburn didn't say that these perks are going to be coming to other weapons I thought he was highlighting those as as those are making those guns stand out or something Um, in any case if they plan to bring reconstruction redirection and whatever the other one is uh, I always forget that one Uh, if they plan to bring those to if they plan to bring those to other weapons, I'm not really sure how that would go over. It would kind of undercut their value. Obviously, it would be exciting to chase other weapons that can get those perks, but you would essentially devalue the raid loot by doing that. The raid loot would suddenly not be as impressive. Uh, the raid loot would feel more com- more common, maybe? Um, oh, you asked before the blog. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so... Yeah. Um Yeah. I I yeah, I would I would say I would say that they might want to they might want to keep the the raid loot, you know, unique and not 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 trickle those down. Um I think it's fair to add the perks to the regular pool once the weapons are sunset. Here's the problem with that, Wheezy. You've got to know where I'm going with this, right? The whole way they pitched sunsetting to us was so they could make really, really awesome guns in the raid, and it's not a threat to future content. It's not eternally viable. How awesome are those perks? How strong are those perks? If you and I know right now they could trickle those perks down into the normal pool, and they're not a threat to any future content. I think that's testament to the fact they didn't actually swing hard enough on these raid weapons. They're cool. They're good. They stand out. They are worthy of chase, but they're not good enough. They are not good enough if you and I all know, all of us know, they could trickle down those perks into the general loot pool, and it's not a threat at all to a future raid. The perks aren't that strong, right? The entire, the way they pitched us on sunsetting was so that they could create weapons that are unique, standout, and powerful, and their eternal viability is not a threat to future content, right? That was what they sold us on. And that, to me, doesn't really feel like the the raid weapons were that amazing if they can start trickling those perks down once the guns get sunset. Um, I don't disagree with you, by the way. I don't think reconstruction or redistribution or reanimation or whatever the frick they are. I don't actually think 
that those are um, those are a threat to future content. You know, I I, I don't think so. I, I I they could easily trickle those down. But I think again, that's proof positive they didn't swing hard enough at the raid weapons. They need to be better. They need to be so good that when they get sunset, you're like, yeah, I I can see why this this gun would have been this gun would have been kind of crazy in the new raid or the new dungeon, right? Um, so menacing mommy, hey Lono, do you think that the blog today was planned or an attempt to satiate our unhappy content creators? I mean, listen. Content creators and Reddit, God love them, they drive the narrative. They really do. Um, I've spent the last couple of years trying to offer a counter-narrative to a lot of what they say and a lot of their input um, from the time that I was very outspoken and against leveling and infusion cost and was you know publicly ridiculed and name-called by the, the, so, the, the, the incredibly mature and high-integrity and honest good people of that, uh, of that community. But yeah, I, I mean, I've tried to offer the counter narrative for the last couple of years, and when I saw this narrative getting put out uh, by content creators and uh, and by Reddit, I tried to offer a counter narrative. I was like, we kind of go through this every time. There's plenty to do. While I also conceded the fact that there wasn't enough loot, there was a lack of loot. I was I was trying to be. Um, not jaded and one-sided, I definitely felt they were overstating the, oh, it's unsustainable, there's not enough to do. We were drawing comparisons between this and Shadowkeep, and we're like, not that much actually changed in content and loot delivery, right? Well, but I maintained that counter-narrative while also conceding, yeah, one aspect of their criticism is on the money. There isn't enough loot. And Bungie uh, tends to agree. Now, the question is, is Bungie trying to satiate the unhappy content creators? It's probably bigger than that. The narrative was certainly taking hold that they sunset way more than they added. The narrative was certainly taking hold. This was a $50 expansion that basically offered the same amount of loot that we got in a $35 expansion in Shadowkeep. Like, that narrative was taking hold, and I don't think it was unfair. Maybe overstated by content creators. That's kind of the nature of content creators. They tend to overstate things and exaggerate, and, you know, that gets clicks uh, and gets people canceled. But that 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 narrative i think was taking hold and to a certain extent i think it was fair for it to take hold because 50 bucks for you know 30 something weapons was it just it felt light it felt really really light and i felt it was i think it was uh, just in time just in time and myself we really had a good back and forth the other day where i conceded the loot logistics are so good right now you actually need more quantity to to make up for the loot logistics. Does that make sense? Um, hang on, I just realized her her name is so long. Um, I'm going to take out your pronoun preference. I, I like that you do that, but it's there. The formatting was all jacked up. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do think, I do think that the, the lack of loot was a completely fair uh, criticism. So... I mean, I'll, I'll read the patch notes in a moment. L- lately, the patch notes haven't been all that exciting. Uh, so, patch notes are big. This is a large update for sure. Oh, frick. We'll have to read through them here in a minute. Um, Clap for You says Do you find the loot interesting enough to chase for an entire season with all the other locations being dormant to veteran players? 
it really just depends on how hard you you go for it, right? Um, th- how hard you really gun for the for these god rolls? If you gun for a god roll grenade launcher and wave frame from Wrathborn, and you grind for god rolls from Europa and the raid, I think the average player that's going to keep them busy for the duration of the three months. You know, um, I think I I do. Uh, so it, it really, it really, I think comes down. It it really comes down to that. I'm going to open up the the patch notes, but we'll come back to it later. Um, it, it, it really does come down to, and we described it as you're on the front of the wave. Okay. Some players ride the front of the wave. You are at the crest at the very, very front of the wave. So you're going to comb through the content faster, get the god rolls quicker, get the exotics before everybody else, and you're going to crash into the shallow waters before everybody else does. So if there's three months to a season, I would say usually the most hardcore players, it's usually around a month. That tends to be the rhythm. It's the third or the fourth week, and we start hearing all the complaints. I got nothing to do. There's not enough substance. There's not enough content. We've gone through this virtually every season, every expansion. One month in, it becomes the content creator cry fest, and then they 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 find something to bide their time, end of the season hits, and then they rally and get excited for the next, ring it out like a rag, play an obscene amount of hours they don't turn around and think about the fact that they played for 16 hours a day for three weeks straight and maybe that's why they're out of content and that's not Bungie's fault um you know so in in general in general i think it it really comes to how much you put in and if you're riding the crest of the wave in the front of the wave and you feel like you've crashed into the shallow waters and you're like, well, the rest of the game is dormant, to a certain extent, that's okay. Anytime they've done expansions, when they added the Dreadnought, when they added the Plaguelands, when they added you know, Mercury or Mars, it wasn't like the rest of the game also got a ton of great stuff. You generally focused on the new area, new locations, and new activities. That's not abnormal for an expansion to have a focus that is away from existing locations. That's not really a problem in my mind. Um, the focus probably should be on the new location and new activities and new loot. Chronic uh, Spin Dash. In regards to Bungie not going the extra mile with loot, I feel strike-specific loot would add some drive. Grass from the Lock, Amaga Loop, Mauls, Maulers were all great. I'd run strikes more willingly if they had some special loot like that. What do you think of strike-specific weapons and gear? Again, we have an answer from Joe Blackburn for you. They're adding two weapons to the strike playlist next season as well as three weapons to nightfalls that can drop the adept if you run grandmaster uh the palindrome the it was the palindrome the shadow price and i'm blanking on the third uh that are coming uh to nightfalls so they are they are attempting to do exactly what you're asking for uh strike specifics nightfall specifics um, my question is those two weapons that get added to the strike playlist are they going to be like the green shotgun of uh, the swarm thank you or am I going to be able to um, pursue them in a particular way like right now the green shotgun and strikes they're going to add two more weapons to that loot pool well how do I target those are they just random drops I would hope there's some level of, uh, of player agency involved Torchwood 
with Bungie finally putting more emphasis on loot, should they also focus on repurposing large unused assets such as the huge area before Clovis Bray? You know, I gotta tell you, that's one of the coolest areas in Beyond Light. The Clovis facility, uh, the Bray facility, I'm sorry, that is actually one of the coolest areas, and I feel it's very underutilized. I'm surprised there's not a strike that uses those areas. Uh, it's huge. Um, it's huge. It's kind of like when we did the, the, the Fellwinter quest. We went all the way down all the way down in that bunker and that was all we did and this feels kind of similar that you go all the way down there and the environment's cool and it's very Stanley Kubrick feeling and then you get all the way down to his face and that's kind of the end of it um, so the hope would be that they that they repurpose some of that because I do think some of the I think that that area is right for maybe an activity and not just a quest and a mission because it's always a shame to see really really cool environments not get repurposed I said similar things about the Baron fights I thought the Baron fights were unique and fun and awesome and then they never really did anything with them so similar similarly with the uh, the Brave facility click fire do you think the exo challenges could increase in difficulty as they rotate back around each week for example the final exo challenge felt so empty could we see more enemies in the second time around you could add a harder version that you click on if you want to make it more tough uh maybe there's just something that they do increased enemies contest modifier i hate extinguish but you know something like that that resets the entire encounter um I was enjoying the one that was really tough and then I got all the way to the boss and died a bunch and it, it, it definitely felt like they could have been maybe a little bit more punishing. I don't like to be punished, by the way. I'm not one of those uh, folks. You know, more power to you if you like being punished. Uh, but I um, I do think there could be maybe the optional harder version or something and then maybe that the, the loot would be tied to that. The normal version would be tied to the powerful pursuit and then the you know the harder version would be tied to the, the loot. Uh, I think that could be a potential, you know, evolution to, uh, to the content. Horn Joe says, would you like to see a mode in destiny with rotating old content? And would you rather it easy with the use of sunset weapons or master level with the current weapons only this, um, sounds like a wasted effort. I'm not trying to be mean, but when I read this, that's my first instinct. That sounds like a waste. Now it's not a waste if you put loot in there, right? So if they were to rotate old content like Blind Well or uh, Strikes or you know, any, any content loop, as long as they repurpose it and put loot in it, to me, there is a giant difference between repurposing content and simply reusing it. Bungie right now did way too much reusing existing content. They reused Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. There was They didn't repurpose them. They reused them. Go into Strikes and Nightfalls and do these tedious things. Okay. Is there any reason? Is there any reason to go, to go in? No? Okay. Apparently the next season name is Season of the Chosen. That's cool. It's a cool name. So, yeah, I, you know, if you're going to do this, to me, it sounds like wasted effort. Again, you're building the deck uh, or you're trying to re- refurnish and re-, re maybe you're trying to um, repair the old deck, but you still don't put any lawn furniture on it, any deck furniture. If you're going to make the effort of repurposing and reusing old content, you got to put some loot in there. You do. Um, so I think Bungie's kind of afraid to do that. And I'm glad to see them saying, no, we're going to put stuff in strikes. 
and they're gonna be D1 weapons. I'm kind of like, okay, that's cool, you know. That is a, uh, you know, that is them saying, hey, we don't have a problem of going into content that already exists and making it have purpose. They don't need to change and make strikes dramatically different. Just make them worth running, you know. Jose says, Bungie announcing all these loot changes is obviously a huge step in the right direction, but should they focus more on creating new loot and content as opposed to giving us recycled content? Right on time. Just was talking about this. Listen, I actually want them to shed their apprehension and to shed their fear about reusing and repurposing stuff because I think it's totally fine. Um, I think it's totally fine. If it helps them crank out more, if it helps them ease the bandwidth demands of creating so much stuff, then I'm all for it. I also think it's fine to get nostalgic and excited about Shadow Price and Palindrome. Um, I don't know. Listen, truly, truly, getting the Awestringer in, in the Menagerie is the fact that it's new and looks different, is it really that important that it has a new name and a slightly different model than the Ayas Luna. Or if they would have brought back Ayas Luna, like, what's the difference if the weapon is so old? Also, how many people have no freaking clue about Shadow Price, Palindrome, and Swarm? Right? Nobody. How many people have no clue? You know? What happened to my question? Uh, I don't know. I don't. It, it's not on the form, so I'm not sure what you did or where you submitting it. Um,. I'm not seeing it. You try again. I don't know. To me, there's so many people that have no clue. And honestly, I use Palindrome a bunch. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Bring it back. You know, um, that, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Rumors of Fatebringers coming back. Well, I mean, Vault of Glass is coming back. So that's not, I mean, it's, it's that's not a far-fetched rumor, I don't think. That's, that one's kind of easier to, to, to believe. Especially with them being, bringing back the Palindrome and the, you know, I don't know. If, if I, I don't think these issues are as big as people make them. If there's new loops of content and new loot and gear and guns to chase, I am cool with that. Even if the gun name and model is something from Destiny 1, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I've not touched a palindrome in years. It'll likely be different. It'll likely have a different perk pool. It'll likely feel a little bit different in the current meta of, you know, hand cannon archetypes. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I think this is one of those things that we make a mountain out of a molehill and then Bungie's super apprehensive. Well, we could bring a bunch of weapons back or we could repurpose blind well, or we could repurpose all these content loops, but people are going to get really angry and, and claim it's just recycled. Um, to me, I say, just do it, you know? I say, just do it is listen, if they brought back 30 weapons, I'm sorry, let me say that another way. If they do 30 weapons in next season, season 13, they do 30-something weapons, and they bring back three from D1, I'm just kind of like, that's fine. If there is a season with 30 weapons, and 28 of them were Destiny 1 reissues, okay, I'm going to come over to your side, and I'm going to start saying, uh, this is a little bit too much. There's too many reissues here. This is all stuff from Destiny 1. I'm going to join your team at that point in time. You know, 30 weapons, and, you know, t- again, like 28 of them, 25 of them are from Destiny 1. So, 
you know, three, four or five, that to me is fine. I, I'm fine with that. Horn Joe says, why didn't Bungie add a time trial emblem to the EXO challenges like they did with Nightmare Hunts and Ascendant challenges? Uh, you're asking me a question I don't. I couldn't possibly have the answer to. I don't know why they didn't do this. Um, I, EXO challenges are really, really cool as far as it's a, it's a new environment. It's a new thing to do, but it just feels kind of half-baked. It might be tacked on. It might be something that they didn't have time to really flesh out and land the plane for because um, it does feel like an incomplete idea. It really, really does. Doesn't It doesn't feel... Um, it doesn't feel fleshed out. Uh, it feels like they could uh, they could be they could have done more with it. Um, it if you remember uh, in in Destiny 2's launch, um, one of the things I really really promoted was that most of Destiny 2 vanilla was in its conceptual phase. Everything was a concept, and it needed to be fleshed out. Um, exo challenges feel like a concept that just wasn't fleshed out it's like here's a weekly ritual what are we going to throw in there ah just throw a weekly powerful okay and then that was as far as they went Um, so it's just another one of those where like cool concept but it didn't really uh, it didn't really go as far as it should have so Uh, Moped Mike says, what are your thoughts on Shadowkeep still dropping sunset content despite still being in the game? I bought it alongside Beyond Light because I took a break after Forsaken feeling ripped off. Yeah, this is actually a good question. What sort of justification do they have in charging somebody accepting that as a transaction? You buy Shadowkeep and all of the Shadowkeep loot is sunset. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I that 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 to me is weird. That that they, they probably shouldn't be. Uh, I don't I don't know. That that one's a, that one's an odd one. Um, because you can go to the moon and enjoy your shadow keep and get all your lectern weapons, and they're all sunset. Uh, so they got to consider that going forward. If you're gonna be, you know, charging money, um, and 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 charging money for an expansion, and the expansion's got all this stuff in it that has been sunset, that is super backwards. Um, Greg says that's what I'm saying. You can still buy Shadowkeep, but it's all out of date. I didn't understand why they didn't address it. Personally, here's what I think they should do. I think to honor the purchase. Of um of anybody who bought the beyond I'm sorry anybody who bought Shadowkeep, um you know right around Beyond Light launch during or after they should be raising the infusion caps of all that gear to to get to to end their life going into season fourteen. Um, you should they should be viable right now and next season. I think that's fair. Um, you literally bought, you just bought it and they shouldn't have, or they should have just made it free. Um, they should have just made it free. I don't think they were still charging for Forsaken. Uh, thing is though, you can use Shadowkeep content in Shadowkeep content. That's what you're buying. But didn't they raise Nightmare Hunt power level structure? Torchwood? 
so that's not true um they the the content itself is dissonant uh the moon the moon itself has got to be all in disarray i don't know what they did to the lost sectors um think about this torchwood next season the moon's getting legendary lost sectors that's really odd anybody who just bought shadow keep goes into a legendary lost sector on the moon and they can't use any of the guns from the moon i mean they got they got to figure that one out i like i said i would bump all their infusion caps to last for season 13 especially since they're bringing legendary lost sectors to the moon next season um i don't know that's a weird one uh that feels like that one kind of slipped through the cracks they i, I think they should probably take a a, a look at it Lost Sectors drop Sunset right now. Yeah, that's that's kind of backwards. Um, the problem with that is that they have no plans to make it free as far as we know. So what about the season after? Then it will still be Sunset. They need to keep bumping the caps or replace the loot. Right, you either lock the moon in time so that it, it still is as, as what Torchwood thought was true, which isn't true. You either lock the moon in time so all the sunset loot is relevant on the suns on, on the all of the moon loot is relevant for moon content. So you lock it in time. If you're not gonna lock the moon in time, then you have a problem on your hands. You have an entire loot pool of guns and armor from the lectern that is unusable on the very planet that it drops from. That's that's kind of stupid. <laughs> that's that's kind of dumb. Um, so they're gonna have to take a look at that. Um, that that doesn't um, that doesn't add up. If the moon is getting legendary lost sectors, are EDZ getting them? Does that mean the EDZ will be vaulted in time? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't mention the EDZ. Uh, they said that the moon would be getting them next season. So if you guys are new this is kind of something that we do every day we take a topic exo challenge is not having loot discuss it and take live questions from the audience if you're enjoying your time there's a really easy way to support my content hit the like button every time the like count rolls over that tells youtube to recommend this video to more people and the subscriber count continues to go up so thank you if you haven't pushed subscribe yet um, a large portion of you every day watch and don't sub I will not overwhelm your sub feed. I'm a safe for work broadcaster. Monday through Friday, we're sitting here doing a live stream. I record these these sessions and I upload them to another channel. If you want those uploads, you can sub to that channel, but this channel is not going to overwhelm you. All right? We may do VIP call-ins, but I need to read through these patch notes with you. We already read through the, de- the developer commentary from Joe Blackburn. So don't go anywhere. We're about to read through the patch notes together and then pull the... We're about to pull it up. We're going to pull up the uh, the patch notes as well as the game once maintenance goes down. And we're going to check out everything that, uh, that's been updated. So don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.